The Nailers and the Cyclones play each other three times this week, and boy, is that rivalry going to get renewed real quick. But we get to have a new rivalry in the broadcast booth, if you will. The voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones this year, Andrew Mossbrooks. And Moss, your first year in the ECHL. How much fun has this been for you, getting a chance to take that next step up the ladder? It's exciting to move up, and thanks, Deej. Um, but I think it's also more exciting just to like be able to be back in hockey and I know you had the opportunity to do a season in 2020-21 um, I didn't I, I was kind of relegated to couch duty um, and, I, and I sat there for 18 months so I missed it it was a wave of emotions like a lot of people dealt with but so happy to be back in the sport and like you said um, just incredibly fortunate and blessed with our front office group that uh, took a chance uh, on a kid out of Pennsylvania and here I am with Cincinnati with Cincinnati having taken last year off, what's it been like to get things back going again, first from a front office perspective? Yeah, I think it's been different, um, challenging in the ways that we have a lot of new people. So not only myself, um, we have a new director of ticket sales, we have a new head coach, we have a new assistant coach, we have people that are getting back into the rhythm of things because like me, you know, they too, the Cyclones office, uh, their front office staff were, were told to go home and work from home for a while and uh, did that for over a year in fact. So I I think the challenging part initially was you're almost doing a, a whole nother grassroots marketing campaign of reminding people in this city that, hey, you know, there there is a hockey team uh, and, and we play hockey and hockey games are coming. Uh, that was probably the first hurdle to get through. And then I think the other one is internally, and that is just dealing with, you know, again, the grassroots being external to the public, to the fans, to get them back in, but then internally to remind everybody that, you know, your internal clock of nine to fives again and long game days being you know 13 hours plus um that's a challenge for some and myself included um but i think we've turned that corner we're in december now we're a few games in everybody's got a uh has some loops in their belt hole if you will uh in, in their belt buckle and uh i think we're good to go keep going the rest of the way division championship in 2019 in 2020 when the world ended the cyclones were in first place so you would look at that and say oh man they maybe that could be a little bit easier to try and get the band back together but a year and a half makes quite a big difference what was it like for jason payne i know he was the assistant coach for those two years but to try and get the band back together in this case well he came back with five players and now he's down to three um who are in the lineup tonight mason mitchell johnny coglin uh and uh, jesse schultz i should actually mention justin vive in there too we're down to four five would have been michael hauser he He's up with the Rochester Americans. So you started with that group, then you build a bunch of rookies. We have a few new guys. Um, we're fortunate that, like you with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and Pittsburgh Penguins, our affiliation with the AHL's Rochester Americans and NHL's Buffalo Sabres kind of affords us this luxury where we are getting a number of players that are on AHL contracts uh, down to us now. That said, uh, eight players have now, at some point, eight players who were with us this year are now up in the American Hockey League, uh, most of them with Rochester. But I think for Jason, having to start over is a challenge. But the ultimate thing, you know, first and foremost, if you find good people, the rest kind of follows. And I think that's what this dressing room has. Like you said, they were uh, atop the division when the world ended in March of 2020. They're not there right now. They're 9-9. Nine and nine. They're in a bit of a funk at this moment, but every team goes through it across 72 games. Um, I, I've been in the dressing room. It's a good group of guys that want to win. They care to, about winning, but they also care about each other, and I think you kind of need A and B to get C, and C is a winning season, which you know this team has been known to do over the years. 
I've told people that I'm ready to throw the first head-to-head -head game between Wheeling and Cincinnati out the window because I don't feel like it was an accurate depiction of what we'll see of the two teams. Do you feel that way as well? Do you feel like last week's 3-2 game is more of what you'll likely see with these teams? Yeah, and you and I are uh, broadcasters, so you know, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming last week when, when we met in, uh, in Wheeling and Friday that that was kind of the narrative in the pregame was, oh, you know, look what happened last time. There was this crazy game. But like you said, it's for me personally, I view it as a narrative that you have to say and then you get past it. That's just not going to happen again. Doesn't mean that there won't be a fight again. Doesn't mean that there won't be pushing and shoving again. But it's it's not going to be a brawl for all at the end of a period, more than likely. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be, like you said, probably a one-goal game. These two teams play each other tight. Uh, and Wheeling's been really good. I mean, they, they, what what is it, points in six straight, 5-0-1 in the last half dozen. Um, and, and Cincinnati on the other side trying to get back on uh, on their A game and play the way that they know they can. Uh, so I think because of that, if you're wheeling, you want the good times to keep rolling. If you're Cincy, you want to snap this skid. Neither side is looking to mix it up and be at a point where they're sitting there racking up 50 penalty minutes apiece. Polino's your leading scorer up in the AHL right now, but that means that old friend Yushi Hirano gets the top spot. How has he been, and what do you look at as being some of the keys to your offensive attack? I go back to Jason Payne talking about bringing in great people above all else, and uh, you know this, Hirano is an awesome guy, just a good, kind soul, um, but he's great, right? Like, on the ice, he's a great player. He's great off the ice. On the ice, he's been solid. Power play's a big thing. That's where this team misses Dom Franco, who got called up about two weeks ago. He owns half the Cyclones' power play goals, or four out of ten. Hirano owns a couple of the other ones. Um, but I think on top of that, you know, Justin Vibe, Jesse Schultz, I mean, how do we not talk about those guys? The thing is getting them going. And Schultz, is, his motor's picked up some. He's got points in six of the last nine. He's up to 10 on the season. Uh, Justin Vibe has two goals through 17 games that he has played. The team collectively has played 18, of course. So I think you, you have to look to your leaders. And in a game like this, you know, I'm talking from Cincinnati's perspective, a game like this where there's a ton of guys that are up in the American League, you're shorthanded in a way, not on the ice you're, you're not, uh, but b because of talent being up, this is where you rely on the guys that are wearing the letters. And on top of uh, Schultz and Vive, Hirano you mentioned, Louis Caparuso has been a great addition to this team on and off the ice. He's second behind Hirano in points on the club. Um, good 200-foot player as well. Dejan Mingo got his first goal with the team this past Sunday. Everybody knows Mingo. He's an offensive-minded defenseman, former All-Star in this league. So he's another one that can get going. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, the, what's, the, um, what's the analogy or uh, the cliche, the straw that stirs the drink? I think Jesse Schultz, Justin Vive, Dejan Mingo and Louis Caparuso, those four wear letters on this team. They are collectively the, the, the four-pegged straw that stirs the drink for this club. Very good, Moss. I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with me today. It's great to have you in the ECHL, and well, hopefully we'll be able to keep things under wraps up here in the broadcast booth, not let too much crazy stuff go on up here. I try to be a friendly guy. I mean, the rivalry, but it's a friendly one. Deej, I'm so happy to be here. It's awesome getting to work with you and sit across the booth from you. So thanks for taking the time to uh, talk to me. It's a privilege. Andrew Mossbrooks, the voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones, a look at the opposition that we will see quite a lot here in the month of December. More of intermission coverage comes your way next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.